stocks have continued their grind with big cap AI driven themes propelling the NASDAQ. That was the first part. Now we're wondering if it expands as the Russell had a great day yesterday. Let's bring in Willie Delwish, investment strategist at High Mount Research. Willie, what do you think? Uh, is this rally going to broaden out or fizzle out? Well, it has to do one or the other. That's uh, that, that, that's where we are right now. We, we've certainly seen good strength at the index level, um, whether it's seven stocks or 10 stocks or 100 stocks. When you're looking at the indexes, it doesn't really matter. The indexes are strong right now and they're trending higher. Look more broadly and you don't see that same level of strength. The uh, breadth uh, definition, how do you uh, uh, define it right now? and? Uh, kind of walk us through the way you see what's already happened as we kind of set up the conversation for what could happen. Yeah, sure. So so there's lots of ways that you can look at breadth. I, my, my preferred way of looking at it is looking at the difference between the number of stocks making new highs and the number of stocks making new lows. Um, and it's been pretty consistent, um, except for a brief blip earlier this year in, in, in January into February. We've consistently, since November of 2021, seen more stocks making new lows than new highs. And as long as that is the case, it's really difficult to, from my perspective, to make an argument that we're in some sort of a new bull market. Okay, so the uh, records here are still limited, which really reflects the concentration of the most extreme strength because Nvidia got the all-time high. That was kind of your major first breakout Apple got it too, uh, but the number of companies, not the market cap weighted average, is going to be pretty low sitting at records. Yes, exactly. And and I think an important point here, Oliver, is seeing strength out of mega caps is not the issue. Um, you know, it, it's you you typically see leaders lead. That's fine. The question is whether or not everybody else is following. And thus far that hasn't been the case. Go back to um, you know, what we saw you know, in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ in May. Both of those indexes were higher, but more stocks in both of those indexes were down than up last month. And so um, you just, beneath the surface, you don't see the type of participation that, that really supports kind of a, a really bullish continuation at this point. We're looking at a chart of the percent of stocks down 20% or more. So as these lines go up, the more pain there is in the market. Of course, that's what we saw throughout 2022. And so we've ebbed off a bit here uh, with the number of companies down 20% or more uh, shrinking. Uh, that's, our, I guess, our technical definition of uh, something that's in a bear market, 20% down. Yeah, I mean, 20% is kind of used as a threshold, both for bull markets and bear markets for the indexes. So so this is just an attempt to, to look at it at the individual stock level and then break it across S&P 500, S&P 400, S&P 600. And you can see on the chart, we had great improvement earlier this year. We got we got to pretty low levels. That That was that was some improvement that we saw since then that that's kind of dissipated. And I think that's what's the message from the data right now is we saw some early year improvement that faded and it hasn't picked up yet. And we really need to see that pick up if we're going to make bull market arguments at this point. Okay. 
So the uh, things that you would look for here, you've actually got it outlined in a checklist uh, that's helpful. I'm amazed to see that with uh, the percent move off the lows, the duration of the move since October, only one of these six has a yes on it. So walk, walk us through this and uh, which indexes are you using here? Because I imagine if you were to just look at the NASDAQ, there probably would be more yeses on that right hand column. Yeah. So, so first, the, the top two are, are we're looking at new highs versus new lows on a on a weekly basis. It's uh, 13 weeks in a row of more new lows than new highs on the NYSE and Nasdaq. Uh, we can look at that on a daily basis um, and kind of aggregate that over time. And 65 days in a row that net new highs have been trending lower. Um, then, then you get to a couple that that have had improved and have deteriorated deteriorated recently. That's the percentage of global markets above their 50-day averages. We we were at 80-some percent not that long ago. That's come down um, over the course of May, even as the ACWI, the index itself, has made new highs and is trending higher. The S&P 500, the 200-day average, actually has rolled over now. That's a little bit of an arithmetic quirk because we're 200 days ago was, was last August high. So as those roll off, the 200-day average moves lower. And then you get to the value line geometric index, uh, crossed above 550 yesterday, 66th time in the past five years we've crossed that level. When you keep crossing the same level over and over again, you're not in an uptrend. Hmm. Now, um, the overall uh, kind of uh, proximity to these uh, yes, no checklists, are we like close? Like I know look, we're kind of looking at it as like a binary Yes, no, is this bull market behavior for each of these categories yeah. uh, within kind of the s spectrum of how close we are? Uh, you know, are any of these looking like they could turn uh, quickly? What should we be alert to as potentially uh, going to flip the other way? Yeah, so I think we, we go back to the S&P 500 just from an index perspective, you know, assuming we don't, you know, if, if we grind higher, for example, you know, over the next you know, few weeks and that the 200 day probably starts to rise again. So that is start to be bull market behavior again. Um, over the last week or so, we're, we're seeing fewer stocks make new lows, starting to see new highs exceed new lows on a daily basis. So that's that's not actually that far away. The problem is we've had a tremendous move in some of these small cap areas. Um, that and still we're just barely with more new highs and new lows on a daily basis. So there's still a lot of damage beneath the surface that needs to be overcome. And and it goes to the issue of sustainability, whether it's, you know, one day of new, more new highs and new lows or a week of more new highs and new lows. Bull markets are really about sustained strength beneath the surface. And that's been what's missing um, this year. And you, you can see the, the chart you're showing there, um, the trend in the S&P 500 turning higher but still you're accumulating more new lows than new highs over time. So you've got this divergence between the broad market and the price trend. That's the, so the top overlay there, the orange line being the price of the S&P 500 turning yep. up while uh, the line overlaid is that uh, uh, net new high versus uh, lows, which is still, yeah. yeah, it looks like it's still downtrending. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still moving lower. Hmm. And historically, the, the gains in the S&P 500 come when you see net new highs trending higher. Um, and that's that's just not the case right now. 
uh, trailing uh, uh, figure, though, the net new highs? I mean, should it follow if uh, the S&P uh, kind of uh, breaks out? I mean, effectively, uh, the definitions certainly are useful when we think about kind of what it really means. Does this basically mean that all-time highs for the broad index are still a long shot away? Uh, does it mean to try and, uh, you know, fade and trade against uh, the thrust that we've had here over the last uh, five to six months? What do you think are the implications of this, Willie? Yeah, I think the, the takeaway for me is to not trust the price rally if you're not getting support beneath the surface. It, it feels like it should be a lagging indicator because you're looking at 52-week new highs and new lows, but over time, it actually responds pretty quickly to, to what's happening in the index. And um, like I said, most of the net gains, almost all the net gains going back 30-some years in the S&P 500 come when you're seeing more new highs than new lows accumulate in the NYSE and the NASDAQ. So I'd, I'd, I would be cautious on index-level strength if the broad market is not, not sending that bullish signal. So you would describe this as uh, what some kind of thrust, like a bear market, uh, a big bear market rally, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is a is a a bear market rally, um, indicative of of a volatile year that we had last year, where where you know we we continue to 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 move in broad ranges, but yet even on the index level, we're not above where we were in August, despite all the gains we've seen despite all the strength we've seen. So I, 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 I would consider this more of a sideways market than an up market or a down market. And in that case, I'd wait for confirmation to really get engaged on the long side if you're looking beyond just price trends. Price trends say, yeah, lean, lean into the bullish argument. Breath trends say may, maybe still, still be a little cautious here. All right, uh, like the analysis and uh, a good take for us especially uh, when we get a lot of uh, very aggressive, uh, frothy bull arguments the last couple months. Nice to get a taste of uh, the other uh, side of the coin. And we'll see if this S&P can get through that August level. It certainly is trying around 4,300. Willie Delwish, investment strategist at High Mount Research. Short-term price trend in bull's favor, but breadth and participation across the long term still not clearly bullish.